Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Welcome to this week's Practical Magic Podcast with me, Kate Taylor. This week, I'm in conversation with Donna Hay, who is the founder of both Online Book Club for Women, Goes and Girls, and the UK's first non-fiction book subscription box for women, Wild Woman. Wild Woman's the ultimate self-care package, which is brought to you on your doorstep every month. Donna has somebody who suffered with mental health challenges, including anxiety disorder and sustained periods of grief and she found that books came to be the cure for her they've helped her out some of the most difficult and darkest times of her life and helped when she found it difficult to talk about her feelings what we've got on the show today is that we're going to be talking about self-love and the importance of self-love and how it's actually more than just bubble baths and spa day and the pillars of self-love and why they're so important for us Hope you enjoy the conversation and look forward to hearing all about it. I'm here, sat opposite the most gorgeous vision of a woman (laughs) in leopard print, because it's all about the leopard print. Welcome to the show, Donna. Thanks. It's so nice to have you here. And you're in my home too. I know, I feel like really special to be here. (laughs) We're sat here and we've got the Burt stir in in the middle of us so if you hear any heavy breathing at any point it's not us it's the dog (laughs) just putting it out there um because we are going to be talking about self-love today but that's a different self-love so let's not go there (laughs) right so gorgeous one can you give us a bit of an introduction to yourself Mm -hmm. a bit of a backstory about why you do what you do Mm -hmm. and goes and girls and how it's all come to be please okay so um I started off on my entrepreneurial journey about four years ago. Uh, Prior to that, I was working for a big agency, digital marketing agency. Hated it, let's be honest, didn't like it really. Uh, Just didn't really like the nine to five routine. Really felt like my life just depended on work Mm. and there was no real like purpose or meaning to it. Um, I think that's because when I was at university, or even when I was at school, it was very much like, you go to school, you go to uni, you get your job, you do this, you do this, you do this. And there was just a part of me that for so long was just like, this just, something just doesn't feel right. Like for me, this kind of routine and this chain reaction of life that we get yes. taught in school just doesn't feel right. That this really. is the conveyor belt and this is how it should yeah. be and you're born and then this happens and then this yeah. happens and then this and happens like, and then you die. You're a robot. Yeah. Yeah. So I just knew that that wasn't quite for me. But back then, I don't really think anybody ever really spoke about it. And it was kind of like you tried to bring it up and people were like, oh, no, you know, you must get your education. Talking about fulfillment and things like that. Yeah, people just thought you were like away with the fairies or something. So um, I just kind of suppressed a lot of feelings, a lot of emotion. Um, I never really spoke openly about loads of things, just... Yeah, just years and years of suppressing how I was feeling, I guess. So that kind of mixed in with my full-time job, which I just didn't like. A lot of office politics. I decided that, like, enough was enough, and I was going to go freelance. Um, 
And so then I went freelance, uh, did it kind of like part-time to begin with. So I was actually working um, for like a, a local business, but it was it was a part-time job, but it was really easy to leave it there. It was no kind of, you know, it wasn't difficult to leave the job there basically. Um, and the intention was to have six months of uh, freelance part-time and then this this job part-time but actually after three months I left the part-time job because I was picking up so many clients and um, I was really enjoying working for myself and my day was kind of like for me to do what I wanted to do with it wasn't you know oh you've got to go to this meeting at this time and it It was your autonomy it makes you realize actually how much time is wasted Oh. when you're working in corporate doesn't it with yeah. having meetings for meetings sake and yeah well yeah. like when I was going into businesses and doing contract work as a freelancer I would you know they'd be paying me like a day rate and I swear like 80% of that day rate would be me just going to meetings and I'm like guys where is this is not productive so anyway that's a whole nother conversation um I just decided that, yeah, working for myself was great, I loved it, but I was still emotionally, um, I just still wasn't really feeling great, and even really physically, like, my health wasn't great, Um, there was still a lot of feelings and emotions I was suppressing, and then um, we went through, as a family, like a, I call it this extended period of grief, almost like this train of death, like, arrived, (laughs) and like, the way that I can describe it is like each carriage to the train was like somebody else but actually all that happened was that the train came in and then the train left and there was no real like emotion I didn't I kind of got to the point like the fourth carriage down when I was sort of done with the whole process of death you know they die you go to a funeral you you know you share stories about them and then you move on and then it's the next person and then um after after these kind of people had passed away um I still wasn't really aware myself that I was feeling really down and I was upset and um I was just kind of getting on with things because I had my own business and I had to just keep going you know there was nobody else that was gonna Mm. pay my bills for me um so then um uh, a friend from school committed suicide uh, which was a massive shock for me um and it was basically a bit of a wake-up call really because not only was I then put back into an environment where all of a sudden it wasn't that school you school reunion it was all of us in one room you know talking about our friend that had passed away um but suddenly I realized that actually he must have been feeling things that I was maybe feeling yeah and so um, I decided that I really needed to do something about my mental health that's at that a stage. Huge wake up call. Yeah, mass like massive wake up call. Um, and I was very adamant that I didn't want to go and I wasn't ready to go and sit in front of somebody and talk. I just wanted to find a way to cope with how I was feeling in my mind. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So um, did an eight-week mindfulness meditation course, which was amazing. Resisted it so much for the first three months. At uh, three months, three weeks, but so glad I stuck with it. And then um, at the end of that course, I was given a book, which was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. It's by, such a good book. Oh, my God, love that book. You yeah. can talk about Robin it Robin Sharma, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah who has a new book actually coming out later this year. Um, Yeah, so read that book, totally changed my mindset um, and made me, 
I guess a mixture of being on this course and all these different people from all different backgrounds all sharing things I suddenly then became more aware of you know the importance of sharing how you're feeling and also feeling how you're feeling yourself like accepting that and then obviously reading books so I've always loved books like been obsessed with books since I was you know could since I could read basically um you know like that scene in Matilda where she's sitting on the sofa and she's reading her book and her family are watching the tv like that was me (laughs) um we'd spend all my pocket money on you know books and things and um but I'd never really read self-development books um so after I'd read The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari I was then like right well I feel like books is where my answers are going to be and um that's then when I just started to read as much as I could um which then allowed me to share some of these things with some of my friends who then said hey you should start a book club and I was like okay (laughs) so then I started Goes and Girls which is a book club aimed at women and we meet on a monthly basis and also we have conversations online about books that basically um help us in whatever situation it is in life and it's all very non-fiction based um and then from growing that community that's kind of always just fitted in alongside my freelance um I knew then that there was another little itch in me which was like I think actually the digital marketing freelance stuff is not where I'm meant to be forever um I really felt that books and publishing is where I'm meant to be and then um I thought well you know right now a lot of the meetups that we have with Goes and Girls are in Brighton or Lewis or Sussex and I wanted to be able to somehow give the experience to people everywhere and also I'm the kind of person that like I love giving gifts like I you love do. you're yeah. a great gift giver <laughs> so I wanted to be able to give something I guess a bit like that you know my teacher had given me the book of yes. the monkey sold Ferrari like I wanted to be able to give that experience to somebody else so that's then where Wild Woman um, was created, or was the idea came to me. Um, and I really developed the idea a lot when I was in Bali on a retreat at the beginning of the year. And then, um, yeah, I launched it in August. And So Wild Woman, just to explain to the Practical Magic listeners, is yeah. your monthly subscription box Yeah, so Wild Woman is a monthly subscription box um, based on non-fiction books. Um, and basically, it's a couple of things. So it's a self-care package. Yeah. It's a book club experience in a box. It's a journaling experience. Um, some people have said it's like therapy in a box. Um, it's lots of different things. I My definition of Wild Woman is that it is a self-care package. And it's something that you receive. It's like a luxury item that you receive on a monthly basis that's beautifully packaged. That you enjoy opening. You enjoy spending time connecting to all of the items in there. So each box is themed around um, a certain subject. So it might be anxiety, or it might be work, or it might be self-love. And then all of the gifts that go with that book are kind of curated in a way that they will go well with certain elements in your life. Yeah, and I love that because it is very thoughtful. Mm. Like you've just shown me the box which was for October, Mm. which was all about work. Yeah. And it's just got some beautiful things in there. Mm. Like, for example, a little reading light because the clocks have gone back, you know, and tea that's going to go alongside 
the idea of what, what, what was the beat T? So powering um, you up. Yeah, it's basically to kind of it's called upbeat, so it gets you yes. feeling energetic. Because yes. I think quite often you can grab your cup of coffee and then have the mid-afternoon slump. Yeah. But actually, if you want to be super productive, then maybe the upbeat, upbeat tea is, yeah. <laughs> you know, So it's option. really gorgeous because everything in it is really well well thought mm. through and you have the booklet that goes in it, which is yeah. like a mini magazine yeah. about the author and what's in the in the mm-hmm. care package, if yeah. you like, but also some journaling tips. And yes. So it's re- I, I just adore it. And I do anybody who is really into self-care, and giving that self mm-hmm. yourself that gift of time mm-hmm. each month yeah. is really special and very yeah. important as well. I think also, like, for a lot of people, you know, we all want to have, like, this self-care routine or we want to uh, look after ourselves or we want to learn and grow and develop, but we don't really know where to start. Mm. And I think sometimes it can be very overwhelming. Like, I'm somebody who, you know, and I always recommend people do this, like, if you go into Waterstones, just pick the book that you feel called to read. It's like picking crystals, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Exactly that. Like, just pick the book that's right for you. But with Wild Woman, it's like, obviously, I'm recommending the book, but, um, and a lot of people say this to me, they say, how can you read so many self-development books and not go, like, crazy? But, A, I'm reading a book which I feel called to read. So even though, you know, October's box is work, if right now you're not working on your career, then just park your October box, yeah. you know, and then pick it up in January or yeah. whenever it's going to work for you. But equally, within the box is the journaling prompts. And I always say to people, if you just continuously read self-development book after self-development book, then you're never actually going to learn anything. Because it's not absorbing, it's much, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's too much yeah. information. Mm. Whereas if you actually go through the book and you do the journaling prompts mm. and you do the exercises, then you'll start to see how a self-development book can actually have a massive, like a massively positive effect on you. Um, you know, I, I guess a lot of people listening might think, well, it's easy for you to say because you've read loads of books, but I do, and I, I say this, like hand on heart say this, that books have absolutely changed my life and they have saved me from a place that could have been completely different, both in terms of personally and professionally. Um, and I, my hope is that with something like Wild Woman is that it's another thing that somebody can add to their little toolkit yeah. of, you know, self-care that they can refer back to. So Yeah, and that's a good thing is that if you've got them month by month, like you say, you can delve into anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. You can kind of go, okay, so I might need, you know, I might need work or I might need anxiety at any time. And then you've got that access to the yeah. tools there. Yeah. Let's talk about self-love because Mm -hmm. that is the theme for November's rocks and if you order this I suggest that you do you know just (laughs) a little something in there of the practical magic of course as well (laughs) um and it is an absolute honor to be part of it but let's talk about self-love because it's it's a word that or a phrase that gets used a lot it's Mm -hmm. very much a hashtag isn't Mm -hmm. it but let's get underneath it because I think it's an important thing for a topic for us to be talking about because it is so much more than bubble baths and a spa day. Yes, it is. It's a fundamental kind of pillar of 
how we look after ourselves in the world, how we show up for ourselves yeah. in the world, and how we can be more responsible human beings mm-hmm. and more whole human beings for ourselves yeah. and other people. So what's your perception of, or what's your interpretation of self-love? Well, I have this analogy of what self-love is, what I think it is, and I think it's, and, I've, and if, I, if I can explain it like visually, I think it's like a circle. Mm-hmm. So... In that circle, you have self-love and you have self-care. Because yes. I don't think you can have self-care without self-love. They're, I think they're one and the same thing. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. So, but I think it's almost like... The, the reason I visually can see a circle is because I feel like you're in the middle of that. Yeah. Like, you have to be in the middle of self-love to kind of really get the full, like, 360 just, feeling of it. I'm going to have to pull out the compassion card, which I've got here, because that's exactly... Circles. Uh, so, yeah. Well, circles and hearts, right? So, just for the listeners, um, in the Practical Magic Activation deck, one of the first cards is the compassion card, which is all about self-love. And if I can explain the image, it starts with a very pink heart in the middle, then it goes out to a red heart and then it goes out to an orange and then it goes out into concentric circles mm-hmm. and I think it explains exactly what you're talking yeah, about here with that you in exactly the centre <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah like that heart is you like yeah. in the heart in the middle of self-love and self-care is you like you're your beating heart your yeah. central energy point yeah everything within exactly. it exactly yeah. um I think for me I didn't really understand what self-love was or self-care was until probably about 18 months ago um and I think that's because I kept hearing this phrase everywhere and I kept seeing you know like 101 ways to practice self-care or 101 ways to feel self-love and I was kind of like I don't really understand what this means like does this mean there was loads of things going through my mind so I was like does this mean I need to buy this outfit or does this mean I need to have this color hair or does this mean I need to lose weight or does this mean I need to change my job um but actually the definition of self-love to me is it's like your connection to yourself Mm -hmm. because once you have an understanding of who you truly are like not trying to remember that you know we live our lives with all of these um comparisons and like other people's opinions and influence and all of that like it's coming back to the root of who you really are yeah. like coming without back. sounding cliche yeah. you're a wild woman yeah, like <laughs> yeah absolutely coming back to truth and coming back to sense yeah. in whichever way that shows up yeah and i think um i hadn't really hadn't really connected with myself on that level ever in my whole life like I just never really thought about the bigger picture and really how I was feeling and it wasn't until I started to do certain things and think of my way in certain in different ways when I really began to understand the importance of self-love because I think a lot of people will look at a definition of self-love or they'll see the phrase self-love and they'll for some reason think it means selfish yes but that isn't what it means. Yeah, and it's interesting, it's come up in a time when obviously there is the generation me, you know, mm-hmm. and it is, um, you know, there's this fear of being narcissistic around it, but it's mm. absolutely not. No, it's absolutely not that. It's what I would say, and what I use a lot of, donning the oxygen mask, so that when you're looked after, there's more of yourself for other people. Exactly, yeah, 100% that, because if you're the best version of yourself, 
then everybody else around you also gets to experience yeah. that, which makes it just such a nice experience for everyone, yeah. right? Yeah, and it gives other people permission to be able to do the same thing too. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's there's definitely a lot of resistance. Well, there was a lot of resistance for me when I first came on this journey. And that's the other thing is that I don't think with, with self-love, I don't think there's a start and an end. Like... I don't think you can ever get to the finish line much like you can never get to a finish line with any kind of personal development because we're always changing and circumstances and all of that so I think that um I forgot what I was going to say I knew that would happen on this point <laughs> um oh yeah that was it so I think that with self-love, that it, this was certainly with me, there was a lot of resistance to try and fix everything very quickly. Yes. And that isn't, again, that's not what yeah. self-love is. If I just is. read this book, then I'll do this. If I just do that mm-hmm. course, then I'll do this. And then if I just yeah. go with this coach, then that will happen. Yeah. And people get really frustrated. Yeah. I know as a coach, people get really frustrated because they're like, why is it not now? Exactly. It's like, yeah, there can be things that happen quickly. Yeah. But also what happens is when you start uncovering things that are probably yeah. like you've been talking about being suppressed and layered up over time. Yeah. Once you start removing one thing or peeling yeah. back the layer, then there's something else that comes up. Exactly. And it's almost like, again, with that visual, yeah. once we peel back this layer and it's just an opportunity to discover yeah. and be curious about what's underneath that. Exactly, yeah. And I think somebody that talks about self-love a lot it's not necessarily that you always feel love for yourself because I think we all give ourselves hard times. Yeah. So um, I do think that there's a perception with self-love that means you have to do that. You have to be preaching it and feeling it every single day, which, you know, that can then also have a a reverse effect on well, it, how for me, else that's feels. like the happiness word. Yeah. You know, it's like if you... Are attain trying to attain a life that is pure happiness, mm-hmm. then you're setting yourself up for a massive fall because happiness is a state of being, yeah, not a consistent state, yeah. Totally. And self love is something about accepting the wholeness of things, yeah. So rather than being in that light all the time, going, "Oh my god, I love myself. Mm-hmm. I love everything around me. Isn't yeah. that amazing?" <laughs> yeah. It's like seriously. Well, you don't have a bad day. And what happens when you have a bad day? Like, if you're trying to put yourself out in that light all the time and then there's a fall, then what have you got to lean on? What what resources have you got inside of yourself to deal with that? And so self-love for me, as you're talking about, is that acceptance of both our weaknesses and our strengths. Yeah. And all of the bits in between, and not and having the kindness and compassion to look at things in a different way Mm. with that inner dialogue Mm -hmm. rather than going fuck I've I've fucked this up again yeah yeah god it's it's me and I'm so hard on myself exactly yeah I think with with self-love it's like when you decide that you want to feel self-love it's like you decide and you accept that you're going to take yourself in like whichever which way you are so like you're going to be accepting Mm -hmm. of all the things about you that you don't like but you're going to celebrate them hard yeah it's so hard and and that's why there's resistance I think they're the things in the cupboard that we've kind of like tucked down what you mean that I get really pissed off about things well that's not a very nice part of myself I think I'm just going to ignore that and then what happens you get really repressed yeah 
and it comes out in your pores and it comes out in your body and it comes out in everything and then yeah. you get into a car and you have road rage and it's, yeah you absolutely know, yeah it will it will seep out in whichever yeah. way and this is the thing like and i've been listening to um the power uh ronda ronda burns recently and this is a, a big thing actually which I am thinking a lot about at the minute is about the word love and what that really means but I think if you can feel self-love then obviously you are giving out love to everyone else mm-hmm. and I just think that objective of love itself is such a powerful force that it can just make every single corner every like nook and cranny of your life so much better if you see it from a place of love and I think that has to come from your own self-love first because yeah. if you don't have love for yourself yeah then you know like my mum used to say it to me all, all the time when I was a teenager like how can you expect someone else to love you if you don't love yourself but that is so true it's very true because you can't like you can't give out love if you can't feel it yeah and it's um it's something I've talked about before and, and it's a kind of repeating theme that comes up is what's expansive versus contractive and from mm. an energetic level love is expansive yeah you know the more that you give out it doesn't mean you're going to use it up mm-hmm. the more that you give out the more you get back it's a karmic response and then people are able to give it off to other people yeah. and it's very much an expansive incredibly generous gorgeous energy that goes out and it's also accepting it's yeah. accepting and it's um accepting of the whole self which we talked about before whereas fear and self-loathing and anything is contractive it's contracting yeah. in it's going into the self and going I don't like any part of myself yeah. therefore I'm only going to give out things that I don't like mm-hmm. and then we get that back so yeah. it's again you know energy gets energy so yeah from a karmic response that's what you get back and mm-hmm. that that's just a universal flow of energy and how yeah. it works yeah and you can have anything you want that doesn't you know it's not to say one's good or bad yeah it's just a choice yeah it, absolutely yeah and I think when you when you decide to go into that whole self self-loathing loathing and um, pattern and you know, pitying on yourself and all of that, it can, you can very quickly catastrophize that. Yeah. But I think there are elements of when you learn certain things about self-love or about yourself, then you can pick yourself out of those holes. Yeah. And I think it's a really interesting fundamental point about psychology and how and who it is to be human. So I've been reading Ruby Wax's book, How to Be Human, and I mm. went to see her talk, and she's written a book which is she has a neuroscientist and a Tibetan monk alongside mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just a breath of fresh air because it's everything about practical magic. Yeah. It's the soul and the science together. Yeah. And she's kind of like the conduit in between. Yeah. And I love it because one of the things she talks about is the fact that as human beings, we're wired for negativity. We're yeah. wired for fear yeah. because that's how we've evolved. That's yeah. how we've managed to survive. If we yeah. were all walking around in the caveman days going, isn't that fucking brilliant? <laughs> We'd yeah. get taken out really bloody quickly. Yeah, exactly. So we're hardwired for it. But the trouble is in the days we're in now, that could be a negative Instagram post. You could get mm-hmm. trolled. You could do something wrong that's seemingly innocuous. And then mm. you're hard on yourself and you yeah. go to town on yourself. So if that's a repeating pattern, then you're going to be constantly there. But what self-love has enables you to do and mindfulness and things like this mm. is have a different viewpoint, get a different perspective yeah. and have a different compassion mm. conversation around yeah. it. I think as well, you know, as well, like it, 
it gives you a better understanding of what you really want and what you really feel, which I think, like in some of those things that you were saying, you know, about how things have evolved and the science behind it and all of that kind of thing, like quite often we will reach for somebody else's opinion or influence on something and we maybe don't, we don't, we don't go somewhere from a place of love because we're heavily influenced by somebody else which then means actually we then are even harder on ourselves because yeah. we realize that actually we've made the wrong decision yeah. we didn't do it with we've from outsourced a place of love. everything yeah rather than going into our yeah. own innate wisdom which exactly from a place yeah. of love is never going to be wrong yeah you need to keep it in-house yeah yeah like, yeah don't outsource it all the time <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah. coming from agency world i know all, of, yeah. all about that keep much it in-house much better in-house yeah, it so. was the thing is also like and this is the same as in the agency world if you outsource it it costs you more yeah and that's it like if you outsource when we're talking about self-love if you constantly are outsourcing it then it's going to cost you more like mentally physically emotionally spiritually in the long run because i think i love what you're saying there because there's going to be that constant dialogue because when your intuition's like like calling for you in the middle of the night going babe you've got this (laughs) and you're going but hang on because that person over there said that I should do this and then Uh they said that over there but then your intuition's going hey come back come back and it's like that's a mind fuck isn't it because you're like I don't know who to trust anymore yeah but actually the only person you got to trust is yourself is yourself yeah and but you can only do that if you feel self-love for yourself yeah yeah or yeah yeah yeah, or you're giving yourself the opportunity to be exactly yeah in whichever way. And um, I also think that it's the ultimate act of being completely unapologetically us mm-hmm. in our fullest sense of self. Mm-hmm. Because like you were talking about that outsourcing, mm-hmm. when we're outsourcing, when we're giving things away to other people, or looking for other ways to be validated, mm-hmm. say, you know, am I getting enough likes for this yeah. outfit or whatever it is, or, you know, putting the filter factor on. And we're taking a bit of ourselves away. Mm. We're literally giving our soul away, yes. aren't we? Yeah. So how does it show for you to be unapologetically yourself through self-love? And I know the sitting opposite mm. you because we work together <laughs> and I see you. Yeah. Like, I see you unfurling yourself and going, yeah. this is me and this is the way that it is and that's okay but I know that we have to hold the stare with that sometimes as yeah well, <laughs> yeah because there is still that kind of like shit I'm really yeah. showing up in the yeah, world yeah it is really scary so like if I if I go back to say even like a year ago if I look at pictures of myself a year ago I don't obviously I recognize the person because I'm fully aware of what I look like <laughs> But like emotionally, I don't recognize mm-hmm. that person because there are there are like physical things, emotional things, like spiritual things that I do now that I didn't do a year ago because all I was doing was I was resisting it and suppressing it because, and it comes back to that kind of feeling a little bit like I was, be- maybe that my perception on the outside world to other people was that, oh, she's being a bit like arrogant or a bit up herself or a bit narcissistic. It was actually like just trying to like push those labels away and like reconnect with myself. So Mm -hmm. like physically, this might sound really silly to listeners, but it's had a massive impact on me. From a very young age, and a lot of my friends will will joke about this, I was known as like, 
the technicolored hair girl because I've had every single hair color in the world. Like my hair's been short, it's been long, it's been straight, it's been curly, it's been pink, green, blue, like black, loads of colors it's been. And it wasn't until this year that I actually realized that all I've been trying to do is create a new identity for myself on the outside to then feel better on the inside. Yeah. When actually the best thing for me to do was just let myself be natural, Mm -hmm. let my wild, crazy, curly hair out. And since I've done that, I feel so much better because there's no like, I'm not hiding behind anything anymore. Like I'm really, I'm being quite vulnerable and being quite open with it. And that I think is the same for a lot of the stuff that I'm doing with my work. Like the work that I'm doing now I'm really opening myself You're, up. Yeah, it's it, in the vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. can be terrifying. It can be terrifying. I'm not saying that you have to do that in order to feel great about yourself or whatever. But it can be little things every now and again, mm-hmm. like you're saying, is, is getting back to that true expression, self-expression. Yeah. In whichever way that is. Yeah, it is. And just being like, not worrying about what anyone else is going to think about that, but just being so sure that your decision, whether it's like what pair of socks you put on. Like I've come to your house today in Christmas socks. I know, and I love them. A year ago, I probably would have thought, oh, I can't wear Christmas socks. Yes. But actually- what are people gonna think? I like my Christmas socks. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna wear them. And and then when, that's then when you base your decisions, whether it's a physical decision or, you know, even things like, um, you know, talk, talking openly about spirituality has always, seemed like a bit of a scary place for me to go but I talk about it openly all the time now because I'm really comfortable that that's right for me and I'm not saying that it's right for everybody um you know we all have our own opinions and judgment and all of that on lots of things um but just being able to like own your own decision and your own opinion is so important I think Mm, I think you're absolutely right and I get this a lot um when clients come to me when they're setting themselves out, depending on what it is that they're doing, and, and it is a big fear of, I'm having to show up, and this feels really terrifying, mm-hmm. because what if people judge me? There's going to be people who know me as one thing, mm. this person, and now I'm talking about this, but this mm. feels like the truest expression of myself. Yeah, It's like, well, you can't stop that no. expression of the self, because it will come out. In, yeah. Or if you suppress it, you're suppressing a true part of yourself. Exactly. And that you're not that, then there's not living that fullest no. life. And that's it. Like, ultimately, that is it. Like, we all only, and this sounds really cliche, but I'm going to say it. We all, like, as far as we know, we get one life. Like, you know, I believe that we get multiple lives and whatever. But right now, as I am, as Donna Hay sitting here, like, I am living this one life. And we need to make sure that we're living our lives to our best lives, you know? Like, we're we're not doing it for anyone else because this life hasn't been given to us for somebody else. Like, it's not... You haven't been given your life because of your next-door neighbour. Like, you've been given your life for you. I don't know if you met my next-door neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> but you it's know? true. But I, yeah. I think we, we just, like... We base every decision in our life ever... I obviously I think you know you have to be empathetic and compassionate and stuff about other people's feelings um especially when it comes to things like relationships and all of that kind of stuff yeah but ultimately 
Like, you're here for you, you're not here for anybody else. Yeah, and it, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And I feel like it's a very feminine energy. Self-love is a very feminine energy. It's really important at this time mm-hmm. because there is so much there is so much loathing around in the world Mm. so when you mention about we've just got to do us and it's absolutely true but doing that from a place of kindness and compassion is so incredibly important because if you're coming at it from a place of self-loathing then there's fear Mm. and when there's fear then there's hate yes and that's what we see so much of what goes on globally Mm. but when you can come back come from a place of pure love Mm then it has a positive impact. Well, you would hope it has a positive impact yeah, on what goes on I, around I think you. it has a much, it has a positive impact on everything because I was having this discussion with somebody just the other day. I think when you feel more self-love for yourself, um, when you feel more self-love for yourself? When, you when you're full of self-love. Yeah, when you're just full, full to the brim. Full, 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 full <laughs> and bursting. Um, I feel like, a, time goes a lot slower. Mm-hmm. So this year has been the slowest year of my life. Really? Yeah. You've done so much. I know, but I feel like I cannot wait for Christmas because I feel like I haven't had a Christmas in like five years, which is ridiculous because it was only 365 days ago. But you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's because I'm actually thinking more about me now. And when you were just saying, you know, about when you, when you don't feel love for something, it can you know, you start to resent it and all that kind of stuff. When I started my freelance business as digital marketing, I wasn't really in that place where I was connected to myself. I was just doing the doing. I wasn't Mm -hmm. really like thinking about why I was doing it. There was no like purpose behind it other than I know I'm good at this. I'm going to do it. That's going to be it. End of story. There was actually a lot of stress around it. There was a lot of like, what if I can't get these clients or this this client hasn't paid on time or I'm really struggling to meet this deadline or, or I'm And I can feel the anxiety there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now, and I was just literally talking about this yesterday, because I'm doing a business that's for me, I haven't designed this business, you know, for, for obviously we all have our customer avatar and all of that stuff, but I'm doing this very much because I feel like this is my own purpose and this is what's right for me. Well, tying into that is that it's your act of service too. Yeah, exactly that. And because I'm doing that, I actually haven't felt much stress or anxiety or resentment. Like, I haven't had, like, a major meltdown about business or where it's going or I haven't put huge pressure on myself because I realise from my past experience of my, you know, my first business, I guess, with my freelance that I just, I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm. I wasn't thinking about what I wanted at any, all I was doing was what does the client want? It's interesting because what's coming up really quite there is, it's a difference of a lack mindset versus an abundance mindset. And I I, I hear you on this because I'm the same with the deck and I keep finding myself going, why am am I not being really hard on myself? And going, well, everything's expansive and time is stretchy. So whatever happens at what time, this is Mm -hmm. not something that has to be done. You know, we're so used to things being quick and fast and got to get this out, got to hustle, got to hustle. But when it's the alignment, it's expansive. And And that's it. Like that, when you just said there about the hustle, like I was very much in that zone. Like I was like, you know, got to do this, got to work hard, got to play hard, got to do this, got to do that, got to, got to have all the stuff. But now I'm like, actually... 
I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And I'm doing it at a slow pace. And I haven't got like millions and millions of pounds to make it happen, but I'm okay with that. Um, because, you know, I don't, I don't, I no longer give myself a hard time if I want to take the morning off. Yeah. Whereas before I'd be like, you can't take the morning off. You've got boxes to sell. <laughs> Whereas now, actually, it's much better for me because I I understand and realise with my own self-love that it's a bit like your um, your phone and your, your battery on your phone. You know, like if you're just like relentlessly scrolling or doing stuff which isn't really very productive on your phone, isn't making you feel good, then your battery goes like that. Mm. That's the same as your body. Like if you're doing stuff that isn't isn't really lighting you up, you don't love it, you're not practicing self-love or self-care for yourself, then your battery will go like that. That like, is such a good analogy. You'll and do you be know, so tired. That happens with our brain. So there's the prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is responsible for pretty much 75% of what we do, but it drains mm-hmm. really quickly. Yeah. So if you've got so many tabs open and that fear and yeah. everything being processed, it will drain. Close those tabs. Close the tabs. And that's why I know sometimes I have to take a step back. I have to have a morning off. I have to take a Friday and a Monday off and have a four-day weekend, which is like, what? I know, right? Four-day weekend. But I know I need that because I know if I don't take that Monday and that Friday, then by the time I get to Friday afternoon, I'm going to have had the most procrastinating field day ever. I'm not going to have got anything done. Whereas... You know, I'd much rather like show up and be happy that I'm there than resent it and not want to be there. Yeah, that's really good, and actually, that ties that goes into what we always do with Practical Magic Podcast is mm. what are your best self care? So, three self care, self love tips you can give the listeners. Um, I feel like it would be a cliche to say reading, <laughs> but reading. Like buy a subscription re- <laughs> box. Yeah, buy a subscription box. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do reading 100% and with that goes journaling because the reading gets you thinking about things and the journaling gets it all out. Like, But also with that is that you have to give yourself the time yeah. and the sacred space to go, right, I'm yeah. going to put everything down. I'm going to switch off the digital distractions yes. and this is going to be time for me. Bertie's just going... Oh. He's like, yep, yeah, here we are. I, I get this bit. Self care. This is what I'm all about. Um, do you want my opinion? <laughs> yeah. So reading, reading yeah. books. Yeah. Re- reading and uh, doing the journaling. And actually, another one I would say is is time. Like, give yourself time, because even if you can only give yourself five minutes or ten minutes mm. a day, like, if that five minutes or that ten minutes is just for you, yeah, every single day. Think about how much that is over the course of a year. Yeah, and also around that is that setting the sacred space once again, because you can make that time as stretchy as you like. Because if you're spending five minutes doing a breathing exercise Uh or five minutes where you just want to stare into space, you can make that last for what seems like an hour. And believe me, time is stretchy, so it will be, energetically, it will be an hour's worth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. and, And that's why I always go on about miracle mornings and having some sort of routine to your day whether it's you know your miracle morning could be put into your miracle evening like wherever it is you know just it's just finding that time and that dedication to that time for yourself every day um and then finally i would say um for me 
And this is quite a new one, but I definitely feel more love for myself since I do it, is, um, and I don't think I've, I've ever shared this with anyone before, is um, recording how you feel. So like, obviously I'm a big journaler and I love journaling, but one thing I've really found has helped me over the last maybe four months is to actually like, on your phone, record yourself a voice note of how you're feeling on a day when you're feeling really good about yourself. Oh, interesting. And then when you're not feeling so good about yourself, listen to how yeah. you were feeling. So it's like because, a gift. Yeah, because I think it's really powerful when it comes from yourself as well. Because you know you have the capacity f- to feel like that again. I, so if I love you have this. a day, yeah, if you have a day where you're like, I'm feeling really sassy today, or I'm like, I'm really proud of myself for doing that today, or, you know, I've done this today or achieved this today. It's like your own little self-love podcast, which is just for you. And it's a bit like, you know, when you listen to a podcast and you're like, yeah, I really like, I love that. But it's, it's so powerful when it comes from you. And with that, there's so much wrapped around that. I'd love to do a whole podcast on that around the resonance of your voice, Mm. where it's coming from. I had a client the other day who, um, the space that we were in, after the call, she was gonna write a letter to herself and mm. post it out from the space that she was in yeah. to the time that she knew she was gonna need it yeah. because it was a gift that she was giving her to herself. And from an NLP point of view, that's mm. allowing yourself to get back to that state. Yes. Because when you're hearing it, feeling it, seeing it, you can get back to it Yeah. in that moment when you yeah. need it. Yeah, and that's the same for, I guess it's the same for, um, you know, like just today, actually, I've just changed my um, screensaver on my computer as the New York skyline because I love New York and that for me feels a really happy place. Mm. So, you know, and I think allowing yourself, you know, just an hour to put things in place where subliminally you're going to pick up on those every day yeah. or listen to something, you know, once a week or whatever will just, like, you will fall in love with yourself so much quicker than you imagine yeah love that and finally if there was a song that could sum up what we're talking about today or that track that you put on and you're like oh my god I feel amazing right now I need to dance around the living room what would it be (laughs) so for anyone that knows me (laughs) who's who might be listening to this is going to know what I'm going to say and I always say that this is going to be my song when I give a TED talk which I'm going to give a TED talk one day yeah you are this is going to be the song, and it is This Is Me, because when, and I know it sounds really cliche because, you know, it's The Greatest Showman and everyone loves that movie, there has never ever been a song for me, am I allowed to say two actually? You can have two. Yeah, because there is another one that I would like to say. Um, there's never really been a song for me where I've been like, whoa, that is me. But that that song, just every lyric, like, we are warriors, that one line is it's like... It's going oh. into a choir class soon. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I will be there because yeah. <laughs> that song, like... And for me, also, the, I feel like the universe knows it's my song because if I'm feeling a bit down about something or unsure of something, the radio, This Is Me, comes on. And I'm like, yeah. there's my sign. Yeah. But the other one, and I didn't realise this until I was in Bali at the beginning of the year because I didn't realise the, the messaging behind it. And now I listen to it quite a lot. Mariah Carey, Hero. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that song was a love song. But when you listen to the lyrics, it's not. 
it is a love song, but it's about a, it's a love it's a self love song mm. because um, when a hero comes along, you'll find the strength to carry on, and it's a whole like look inside yourself, and you'll find. And actually, I listened to it at the end of a yoga class in Bali, and I cried my eyes out because I suddenly realised I'm my own hero. So Mariah Carey. Oh, well, we're channeling Mariah <laughs> right now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, thank you so much for coming along Thanks on the Practical Magic me. Podcast. I love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening to the Practical Magic Podcast with myself and Wild Woman and Goes and Girls founder Donna Hay today. I hope you got a lot out of the self-care tips and tools and the conversation generally we had. Donna has got an offer for all of the Practical Magic listeners. She would like to offer 10% off the next box, which is obviously this month all about self-love. And you'll see a little bit of something from Practical Magic in there as well. So if you would like to go along and get yourself one of these amazing subscription boxes, you will not regret it. It really is a self-care package delivered directly to your door. All you've got to do is go to www.iamawildwoman.com dot com and once you enter the code wildwoman10 that's all in caps no spaces wildwoman10 at the checkout that will get you 10% off the lovely subscription box so until next week my lovely ones i hope you've enjoyed this show and i look forward to speaking with you soon here's to a week full of love for yourself and others <laughs>